sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match this. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. This week we're doing... The Shield, Episode 1, versus The Wire, Episode 3? Yep. Season 1, Episode 3. At this rate, Pat will watch the whole first season of The Wire by 2021. That's the goal. Right before the waters come and inundate us forever. Ah, you're inland. You'll be alright. We're gonna be fucked out here. Um... I know, it's weird, dude, like, my geography skills suck, pretty much, and, like, I didn't know until fairly recently that uh, Pennsylvania was right next to Ohio. I always consider Ohio, like, mid-Midwest, but... I well, guess... Pennsylvania's a long state, so... Is it? Yeah, see, that's another thing, I don't know anything about the shapes of the states. It's weird, yeah. like... And to end, it's six or seven hours to get across. So it's like California up and down. Well, not quite, not, but... Not as long, but yeah. Um, it's weird that when people, like, say upstate, they, it's always in reference to New York, isn't it? Like, do other states even say upstate? I think so. I think Massachusetts might say... I'm not sure, but I think other other places do say upstate, but I'm not positive. Yeah, I don't know why New York took that over. I mean, it sounds kind of hickish, actually. If you think well, upstate with New York is really far up, so maybe that's that. I mean, yeah, that's New York true. is a. Well, although California, if you're in San Diego, you could say upstate to north. They just never said it. I don't know. Ask your congressman. I will not. Um, got a letter from a listener, uh, Nina. I don't think that's a real name. Uh, I think Nina is her real name. I think Hagendas is not her real last name. I don't know if we should give the whole thing out. Uh, well, sorry, Nina. Yeah. At some weird email Enjoy your address. frosty treats. But, uh, but yeah, thank you, Nina. The rest of you, uh, step up your fucking game. Well, she did you listen to, she gave a recommendation of a philosophy podcast specifically for you. Yeah, I, you wrote, I wrote her back. I, I had actually listened to that. Uh, oh, you'd already heard of it? Yeah, yeah, I'd been listening to that one, so. Oh, that's too bad. So, and it started in the 90s? Did she mean the 1890s? I think so, yeah. Wow. Yeah, back when uh, Kant was still alive. I don't know if he was still alive in the 1890s. Probably not. I would prefer not that kind of language in this show, so let's move on. Sorry, didn't mean to drop the K-word. Uh, yeah, so we'll do The Shield first. They both came out... Oh, uh, thanks, Nina, if I didn't say it. Uh, they both came out the same year, The Shield and The Wire. Um, but The Shield premiered in March, and I think The Wire premiered in June. Oh, did it premiere in March? That's a what a weird time to premiere a show. I guess that was like FX was that was their first real scripted show, maybe. I don't know. Um, but so yeah, that's like. I don't well, know. that's not really weird for cable shows. Cable shows they premiere all across the. Yeah, they do now. I didn't know, but I mean, this was what two thousand three. Is that what it is? Two thousand two. Two thousand two. Yeah. Anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah. So the shield first episode you've seen some of the shield before i've seen i think the first two or three seasons i've not finished it yeah yeah well it's on hulu now so 
That's nice. So there's it's nice that Hulu's getting more stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Finally. Like Nathan for You is on Hulu now and The Brady Bunch, just to name two. The Brady Bunch. I'll just All right. Well, I'm just going to go find all the Co- Cousin Oliver episodes then. Cuz the rest of them suck. Uh Yeah, so The Shield, uh 2002. So I think this is like a pretty perfect pilot episode like <laughs> it sets up everything pretty well it sets up everything but it it's really surprisingly dated i remember watching it years ago and not not thinking anything of it but stylistically it the is style so, of, yeah it's unlike the wire which just came out the same time and is absolutely timeless their direct direction style is just it takes took me out of the show so many times it was so oh did it see it I got, yeah, I'm used to it, I guess, so it doesn't bother me. But like the shaky cam stuff and the yeah, everything. Yeah, there's that stuff. There's the the music and it's just it's very of its time, more than I expected. Well, it to be you don't like I did... you don't like Kid Rock. <laughs> Not just the music choices, but the way they used music. It was a very early 2000s thing, and it was just like it it took me out of it more than I expected it to because I watched this. Like I said, I watched this more of the time, and it didn't me at all obviously because when it's it's just stylistically it is very much of the time and that's disappointing to me well i yeah i think you but that can be overlooked if you're because you can just go for plot it doesn't bother me but i know what you mean um it is definitely not like the wire is just like you said it's straightforward cinematography and everything and mm-hmm. uh, i think the sh- yeah i don't know i couldn't say for sure the Shield might have been one of the first shows to do like songs in that way, because um, well, it's, it's it's along the same time like other shows. Like Buffy was doing it along the same time, wasn't that when Buffy came out? Oh, so right around the same time, a lot of the shows were doing that. But yeah. maybe it's the one that started it. But it really doesn't matter because it, it totally took me out of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you can't argue with. Uh... With well, like we were listening to the, I think you listened to right the Good Place podcast. I haven't got, gotten to wherever you're talking about, but I yeah, I do you like probably it. did because I think it was like the first episode. Uh, oh, okay. Although I don't know, it was like Mike Schur was talking and he. Was oh yeah, saying, that's the first episode. Yeah, and he was talking about um, plotting and he was talking about the Shield, uh, and you can totally see that like in the Good like the Good Place and the Shield both the pilots like just really do a good job of setting everything up and. Mm-hmm. and introducing yeah. characters without a ton of exposition and bullshit like you get it but they don't have to beat you over the head with it that's true and the uh much like the good place you have a character who as far as you know from the beginning of the episode seems like this is going to be a season-long thing and they just end it quickly yeah yeah Spoiler alert, there's someone gets killed in this episode shockingly at the end of the episode yes one of the yeah he's a, so yeah i guess we should talk about the plot so uh Vic Mackey and his team, they're, they're the strike force within this LAPD unit. Um, and uh, I guess it's just a regular unit, right? It's not like strictly a homicide unit or anything like that. Although the the characters they focus on are detectives. Um, the other characters outside this. Anyway, the strike team is like, they're like the badass macho team out on the streets busting drug dealers and stuff and he Vic basically has immunity because the I don't know I guess it's the chief of police like put him in and, the higher ups yeah they yeah the higher, make it clear yeah 
so uh, so he doesn't really have to answer to the uh, the captain Aceveda, which is you know a, a uh, point of contention, and um, and anyway that I mean that's basically it there. But they are they're crooked. And that's where it starts from. It basically starts from. Uh, Although in the first episode, it's not clear how crooked they are. No, no, but they do. It's, well, I mean, they do have a. There's a, a lawyer who brings in a uh, somebody that Vic arrested, and he's right, right. No, in the first episode, they're they're certainly looked at as like uh, violent thugs. Yes, but. I think as the show goes on, they become more corrupt as far as like taking money, like being like in this first episode, they're depicted more as they'll do anything to get rid of criminals. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yes. And it's not real clear that they are not only getting rid of criminals, but they're they're taking a piece for themselves. Yes. In this first episode, at least. Yeah, no, it's not. I don't know if I can't even remember if there is any. Well, there is a point where they they bust that drug dealer. um who they chase down the streets and get in an alley and uh, Vic takes the drugs off of him and, and Lem says, I've got an evidence bag. And Vic's like, I got it. And just puts it in his pocket. Right. So it's like yeah. implied, but yeah, it's but not even that. It was like, maybe he's going to use that to, to frame somebody. It's not as, I think as the show goes on, it's more, it's, it's more explicit how, what, what they're like in this episode. It's more, I, and that's, I think one of the weak points of this episode compared to the rest of the show is that he, He's he's kind of almost a good guy. Yeah, yeah. And, and not like not in the anti-hero, he shouldn't be a good way. More in like the like vigilante sort of way, where look, he's going to help out the hooker. He has a heart of gold, even though he's 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 not really in it for them himself. He's just trying to get rid of criminals and help people out. But as the show goes on, he's more of an asshole. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think I think fairly quickly it. Goes yeah, into, like, I yeah think, I'm not. I'm just saying in this episode, and that, and that I didn't remember. Yeah, it's this like Michael Michael Chis- Chiklis is more of a commission that scene with the hooker. I'm like, that's that's not how he is in the rest of the show. No, well, because they have to try to do something to soften him up. I guess um, I don't think it, they have to. I think I think they get better later where they don't really have to do that. No, they they don't because it doesn't work. He's have no. you, wait. Have you seen Breaking Bad? I don't even know. I've seen a few seasons of that as well. Okay, yeah. So I mean, he's basically Walter White after Walter White goes bad. Like Vic is not conflicted about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, he he can rationalize everything he does as being for the greater good, but it's really never. It's it's not. He's right, but yeah, yeah. That's not just what I'm saying. In this episode, that's not. As that's not clear. as apparent. The, yeah. The show become improves when it's more apparent. But I mean, on the other hand, so they have. Uh, there's also a uh, a subplot that doesn't involve the strike team about uh, a girl who was kidnapped. And right. That's what. That's. Go ahead. Well, and so her her dad was a crack addict and killed her mom and took her and and traded her for drugs and uh, and that's Dutch and Claudette um, are the detectives on that who are also. Uh, they're really good too. I think they're they're set up well in this episode. Dutch is kind of the laughing stock, and very. I think he wants see, to be think, like an FBI uh, profiler. That's what he thinks he is in his mind. But I think he was he is another character. I think is weaker in this episode than in the rest of the show. Oh, he gets trying, way better. Yeah, 
No, I don't mean in, in character-wise, but in depiction. It's like they just threw everything at him at once. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, instead of instead of like slowly introducing the character. So I think he's a, a weak aspect of this episode, especially when you see how much better he gets as the show goes on. That's true. But, but just taking this as a standalone episode, you get everybody's deal on this, yeah. On yeah, this with, episode. With, with him, I thought it was just a little bit over the a top. A little too much, yeah. Um, yeah, and that was a, like... That's that was some pretty disturbing shit with the child. Oh, yeah. Um, but this that goes along with how I was what I was saying that they depicted Vic in more of a good way because it's like the only way they're going to get a confession is they use him even though he goes outside the lines. Right, but it's also yeah, uh, he goes way outside the lines. Right, and you know the the chief who has got it in for Vic and has actually got a guy who's. Uh, who's a plant in the strike team mm-hmm. to get information on Vic to try to take him down. Um, Aceveda put him there, but then when it comes down to fighting this girl, he has to have Vic use his violence to get it. Um, right. And, and spoiler. So at the end they go bust into a drug dealer's den and Vic shoots the plant, the dude who's working, I guess they set him up with the feds, right? Um, one, like once he took down Vic, he was going to get a federal job. I thought he was going to be in witness protection, but whatever. Possibly. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. Maybe given a new identity, but yeah. So, uh, Vic kills him. So Vic knew all along. And that's, and I hate, I mean, I, I hate to be a downer on this episode. And that's another, another one of the scenes I didn't like, like what he did was cool and it's, it's well plotted, but he, he takes the gun and it's all over music, which is kind of, you know, whatever. But at at the as he's dying, they flash back to scenes during the episodes. If we didn't remember this, it, it, right? Like, that it, just it, happened it, earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't have a forty-five minute uh, worth of memory. Span. So yeah. that was that that was weak. Yeah. Well, that, and that was the same thing we talked about in the first episode of The Wire, where they did the flashback to the uh, the guy who got. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. That had, that's. I guess that's two thousand two for you. Yep. No one had an attention span. Yeah. They gotta. They gotta remind you of what happened ten minutes earlier. No, that was dumb. Uh, I agree. But Jesus, Pat. I guess you really hate the shield. All right. Fuck. <laughs> I did not like this episode as much as I like the show in general. But but I liked it enough that I, I do I do want to rewatch these first seasons. Yeah. You should. I mean, you should. Yeah. You should watch it all. Once it gets going, it really starts on a mm-hmm. big downward spiral. Um, yeah, he's not like, and Viv and I have talked about it too, like, I think Vic's, in a way, the least interesting character. He's the most kind of cartoonish because, like I said, he he's not conflicted about anything. Right. Um, and he never really is. Uh, but but the, like Shane, you can tell, is conflicted. Well, maybe not in this episode. Yeah, as episodes go on. Um, Shane's a much yeah, more interesting character. I don't think his underlings came out at all. In this at all, episode. no. And Ronnie, I don't think, comes out for a while, really. He's just kind of always there. Um, is Shane the one played by Walton Goggins? Walton Goggins, or is that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Walton Goggins is, is a great actor, and I'm, I'm glad he's still getting work. Of this cast, I think he's the one that gets the most work. Yeah, definitely. He and he um he gets some really good like you can see him grow as an actor as the as the series goes on or they just like write 
his part better, you know? Right. Uh, yeah. I don't know what, I mean, he might've been a great from the beginning, but you can't really tell from this episode. What I'm surprised by is I look at the creator and like the showrunner for this show, uh, Sean Ryder, Sean, no, Sean, that's the dude from Sean, the Sean Mondays. Ryan. Yeah. Sean Ryan. And, uh, nothing else he did really comes up like close. Like, you know, it's, it's not even like close. Oh yeah. Cause he did like some military show. I can't even remember what the fuck it was like after. Yeah. The, yeah he did stuff after the shield and I would try to watch it. I'm like, eh, this is not good. He did timeless, which I enjoyed, but not in, not in a similar way. He's just, yeah, a bunch of shows that weren't, they weren't much to him. He's did a show called the unit that I never, I've never That's seen. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. The unit that had, I uh, was created by David Mamet somehow. Ooh. Yeah, it's not good. I mean, I think that, no. the, I don't know what I saw. I was just like, eh. I, didn't, I didn't ever see it. And he did lie to me, which was just like that. It was just like, it was, it uh, was, like, it was, to me. what, what is it? I recognize the name, but I don't know that I've seen it. Was it was sh- a show with Tim Roth where he was an expert and he could figure out when people were telling the truth. Oh, right. Well, it was yes. a box for maybe one and a half seasons, something like that. And it was stylistically, well, it was like The Shield. And stylistically, it was, it was like a 2010 show or whatever year it came out. There's like, you know, CSI stuff was in it. A lot, a lot of that kind of thing. Well, like he would, he'd look at uh, someone's ticks and he would know that they were lying. But and right. the acting was good because Tim Roth is a good actor, but it was not much to it, especially compared to the Shield. The Shield, even though I've been bagging on this pilot episode, it had layers to it that most shows don't have. Yeah, and I, think, I, I think like a lot of people will talk about like The Sopranos or The Wire or Breaking Bad and and see this as kind of lesser because it's not arty and it's not subtle, but that doesn't mean it's not smart. Like it's mm-hmm. it's still a really smart show it's just more focused on plot and action but but it is smart and well written i think the difference between those other shows and the shield is those other shows were all network so he definitely had a lot more leeway i'm sure at fx especially with this being like their flagship show and makes sense and you know cable they could well you think he would have gone back back to cable i mean yeah no i know but no nothing else he's he's done has come close and then like one of his like one of the writers on the shield i think it was a writer um went on to create sons of anarchy which is also but that 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 gets that people really like that so i'm not going to back like i've never watched it it has i've watched it i I will bag on it um that was kurt supper yeah. Kurt Sutter. Whatever. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, the actually the weakest link in The Shield as it goes on is uh, Sean Ryan's wife, who plays Vic Mackey's wife on the show, who's maybe not the greatest actress. Oh, no, because they, you know what, you know who they have come on at one point? Rebecca Pigeon. And I do not I, I wonder know who if that is. Mamet was involved in that. Uh, she was in the Spanish Prisoner. I never saw she's that. A, she's like a mammoth person and super annoying actor. But I think she's only on for like one episode. Anyway, um, yeah. Oh, and it's David Mamet's wife. Okay. Yeah. Oh, she is married I, to him. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Is that is that what you, how you like Viv is a John Elliott person? Is that how you refer to significant others? It is. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, uh, you're a John Elliott person. Well, it's not your significant other. <laughs> you're my other, just not that significant. Um, despite everything Pat's saying, I say you should watch The Shield if you've got Hulu. Uh, I say still watch it, but be aware that there's some stylistic. <laughs> oh yeah, it's of its time, but you know that I don't know. That sometimes always bother me. I mean, it it depends. I, I guess it There's, doesn't. It I think it bothers me more in this case because I just remember it being so good, and not that it makes it bad, but most of the time when something's so good, that stuff doesn't jump out at me, and in this case, it does. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it would be like if Miami Vice was well written, and then went to watch it, and it turned out it is well written, but oh my god, it's from the eighties. Yeah. Because I can't think of a well-written show from the 80s. Oh, it's like Rock for Files. Rock for Files is of its time, but I think it is well-written. It's just not. It's not. It's episodic, so it's 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 hard yeah, to compare it's, to these it's shows. Difficult to compare it. Yeah. Wait, are they redoing Miami Vice too? Am I crazy? They already did the movie. No, I mean as a TV show. No, they're just doing Magnum PI now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure it's coming. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Watch it. Shit goes downhill fast and then just keeps going downhill i think if you like breaking bad i think this is the same story arc but a better show you think this is better than breaking bad i would disagree with that nope i absolutely think it's better than breaking wow bad. no i i just and i have not watched the entirety of other show <laughs> so, <laughs> so never mind talking out your ass <laughs> but as like, what i've watched i think breaking bad is a superior show nope pat's wrong again um, you want to take a break right. and uh, come back and talk sure. about The Wire? All right. We'll be right back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade. He could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero. Tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's Greyhound Racing, steeplechasing, the Reformation. Transubstantiation, Brian Stoker's creation, the land of the Thracians, and right back to the stars. All right, we're back with season one, episode three of The Wire. Um, yeah, it was fun Hope rewatching that. this. A lot of stuff kind of starts falling into place on this episode. Uh, what did you think of it? It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which I was just something stupid. The Shield's first episode was called Pilot. I hate when shows do that. I know. Come up with a name. Name it. Yeah. Anyway, this is this episode of The Wire is called The Buys. The Buys. B-U-Y-S. Or B-Y-E-S. I guess nobody says goodbye. So I guess it's... Since you're not going to tell me, I'm going to assume it's B-U-Y-S. Um, it's one of those things that they don't actually tell you which it is. It just says... Phonetically, it doesn't say it like how it's spelled, so it's it's up to the viewer. Oh, oh, because it could be about bisexual people as well, I guess. Then, or it could be short for bison. We'll never know. Uh, yeah. So, 
in this episode, we find out... Oh my god. I hate trying to uh, distill an episode of The Wire into a <laughs> summary. Because there's way too many characters and storylines. So one of the storylines I liked about this one, I think this is the first time this guy got a highlight. I forget his name. But they're talking about Barksdale, and they don't have Avon Barksdale, and they don't have a picture of him. And Oh, oh Lester, Lester Freeman. Yeah. Lester goes and gets the picture from from like one of his boxing contacts, and I I love this. This is my favorite character of season one of the office of the office of the wire. I think he would be great on the office. <laughs> yeah, because he's like he, like he's I don't even remember how's he like how's he depicted in the first two episodes. I don't actually remember. He just like, sits there quietly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but do they say how he? I forget how he comes into the group. Like, where does he come from? I think that gets explained in the next episode. Okay. Yeah. So he's just like in this episode specifically, but I I remember it from when I watched these episodes before. Similar things happen where he's just sitting there like working on models and like seemingly not paying any attention, and this is one like one word comes up and it gets him to do like gets gets his mind going and he figures something out and i think later on there's something with the the pager numbers that he figures out as well or something like that we'll talk about that when we get to it that's right right yes he has and i i just i like how this character is depicted and i really like the actor and this this is one of my favorite parts of this episode where it's just like he's he asks uh about if he was a boxer, he gets that information. He says nothing. He just leaves. Just and he comes out. back. <laughs> yeah. And those two just look at, at each other like, what's going on? And I like that. <laughs> yeah. No, Lester's awesome. Um, and another fun thing about this episode is that the two like old asshole cops who are drunks. pretty much the same characters as the two dudes from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, yes. which is funnier now. Do you think that's on, must? It's not necessarily on purpose, but it it's definitely works. No, I feel like those those cops are like a staple of cops. Yeah. Shows, but I don't know if yeah. it started here or not. I mean, yeah, no, those two idiots. I mean, that's the thing. Their, their whole unit was supposed to be made up of, I, I mean, other units just like threw their worst people in there. Right. Yeah. Um, except for like McNulty and Kima and and. And uh, well, I I guess. He's showing he's not, but maybe they think of Lester as one of their yes. lesser because oh, he's old and he doesn't go like he's had, he's out of breath walking up one flight of stairs. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Well, another. What else? Do, oh, so at, in this episode too, McNulty basically tells um, the the chief, the lieutenant Daniels, he's like, "I'm not going with you on this on this mm-hmm. bust. You're going to fuck up this whole operation, and it's a big, you know." heated scene between them and then they go on the bus and of course they get nothing right but that's not why he didn't want to go i mean no. even if they got something it wasn't enough he didn't expect them to get nothing it's not like he's no he, he just was thought it was, it was a waste be like right. a few dime bags and nothing they couldn't couldn't really get anybody big yeah right they would just get the the guys there they wouldn't get the you know, they wouldn't get barksdale which is the entire point of this operation in his mind right right um that's what's something that doesn't connect with me so far. Why doesn't Daniels want more out of this? What what is what is what would it what is it that he'd rather be doing? I think I think it all comes together. Okay. Later okay. Daniels Daniels whole motivation and everything. So um, And we did have a little bit of something about Daniels at the end of this episode where he might be full on corrupt or he might not be. We don't know. Yeah. His, uh McNulty's FBI contact tells him uh that Daniels is a dirty cop. Uh, but that's the only, the only information we get. Mm. 
and even when we get more information later, I mean, it's kind of, you kind of know what happened, but, um, but I don't it's remember never made super it. clear. Yeah. Uh, but, and then what, oh, then what else you got? Bubbles, another great character, um, <laughs> telling Sidnor every way he's wrong uh, yeah. about going about looking like a, a crack <laughs> addict or a heroin addict, I guess. So at this point, is Bubbles not using it because he's really, really cogent and, and like he's, he's yeah he's he's picking up license plates on vans that are driving by at high speed. He's picking up on like Sherlock Holmesy and looking at somebody and figuring out everything that's wrong with his outfit. I <laughs> I think he's uh, he's not using during these moments probably, but I gotcha. Yeah. Um. Oh, and then uh, there's of course the the chess scene where where d'angelo <laughs> basically explains chess and they you know and it's kind of a metaphor for drug dealing yeah that's the one scene i did, i could have done without you think it's a, a little too much yeah <laughs> yeah but it, it worked and it had had a good line to it what was it well yeah <laughs> at the he's like the you know he's like saying the pawns are bitches they they're like basically you know they can go to get to the other end, but basically they're there to sacrifice themselves or whatever. And, right. And no, the, like, the kings. The kings stay the king. Yeah, the kings <laughs> stay the king. And then uh, he's like, "Yeah, pawns, pawns aren't gonna aren't gonna make it." And and Bodhi says, "Let's stay some smart ass pawns," which is kind of <laughs> you know foreshadowing maybe or or just you know whatever. Yeah, I I I don't mind that scene. I know I realize it's a little on the nose but i don't i don't mind it but it, yeah like i said it, it it doesn't really fit with the tone of the show mostly like the show shows so realistic and that is just takes takes me out of it a little bit but i don't I, I wouldn't say i minded it no it's not as good as the uh chicken mcnuggets uh speech earlier in the <laughs> season yeah <clears throat> but then uh oh yeah omar omar does his first uh robbery in this episode he robs the uh the Barksdale Cruise Towers uh, drug dealers. That's what Omar does. Robs drug dealers. Get, takes their stash. So he breaks into their stash house and gets their money. Um, so what wasn't clear to me is they, the, he takes all the money and leaves. And then the cops come. But do they go to where he went? Or do they go somewhere? Because I thought it was like, oh, it's going to be a bust because there's no money there because it was all stolen last night. But then in that scene, the the guys are talking to each other and like, they're going to the wrong place. We changed the stash house yesterday. Yeah. So it was like, they were wrong in two different ways. Like yes. they wouldn't have gotten any money anyway. Okay. So it was just, okay. Yeah. It was just, they jumped the gun way too, you know, they didn't have all the information that they needed and they fucked it up. But mm -hmm. then, uh, Bodie punches one of the old drunk dudes, which is, which I was very happy about. <laughs> I love seeing that guy go down. But then, of course, Bodie gets his ass beat hard by the, the other cops for doing that. Yeah, and even uh, Kima, is that her name? Yeah, she, could, yeah she jumps in yeah. and starts when kicking him. And... When she's running over, I was like, is she going to break it up? But no, she ran over to push someone out of the way so she could kick even harder. <laughs> uh, yeah, cops look out for each other. So I hear. I don't know. Who knows if that's true? We'll never know. Um. But yeah, like a lot of, actually, no, I don't think, oh, never mind. I was going to say, I don't think uh, Stringer Bell's even in this episode, but he is. Isn't it briefly? And yeah. yeah, it's an effective scene where, where he has the conversation. Yeah. About the the money. And mm -hmm. 
I know. I like. I thought that was good too. Where D'Angelo, D'Angelo asks him, "Where does all the money go?" Stringer Bell just looks at him and <laughs> doesn't bother to reply. But then, I mean, he has the whole. It doesn't matter if we have good stuff or not. If if it's bad, they'll just buy double and we'll make more money. It's yes, yeah. That was that was good. And yeah, talking about how the the government like they lose money, they're fucked. We or you know they they fuck up and it affects them financially. Uh, we fuck up. We just keep going at the shit. What does he say? This is life, right? About <laughs> drugs. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was a an effective scene too. Um, yeah, lots of good shit. And and what else? D'Angelo. Well, uh, that's the, this, like D'Angelo for D'Angelo, right? That's yeah, his name. Yeah. For for most of the season, he kind of had like he seemed like the level headed guy, and he wasn't. But then and then and when he has all that money, he he waves it around and talks about his uncle when he goes down to the strip strip club. So he's not as level headed as he as he seemed before. No, yeah, I mean, which is you know exactly what. Um, you would expect someone to do would given like that kind of money in that situation. Right. Like, yeah, yep. Let's go talk to the stripper that I wouldn't buy a drink for last time I was here. Now I got some <laughs> money. And I really like her putting those like granny glasses on looking at, it. I was like, why would I remember you if you didn't buy me a drink? And she, yeah, she, uh, <laughs> plays a bigger role in the, in the show going forward too. So a lot of like, a lot of shit getting set up. In this episode. But I was surprised by like a lot of the people who have major roles in the wire went on to do like bigger things like uh, what's what's Michael K. Williams has in, been in a bunch of stuff and uh, Idris Elba and you know yeah they, McNulty they, even is on the affair and right yeah McNulty's he's had a lot of movies too Lieutenant but, uh, Lieutenant Daniel's been in tons of shit he was on oh Fringe yeah he's and, in Bosch yeah. and, on Bosch uh, yeah uh, and that have really kind of funny. Uh, show in Comedy Central called Corporate, where he plays the CEO, of the maniacal CEO. Anyway, oh, no shit. I was surprised. That? I haven't seen it. Sorry. I was surprised to look and see that the the stripper who, like you say, has a bigger role, didn't go on to do anything. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, it seems like everyone from this should, but she didn't. Yeah, you would think, but I mean, also, how many roles are there for? Yeah. Black women, you know, I think that's probably. I mean, who knows? Maybe she's just like, eh, I'm done with acting. I'm good. How about, how about Kima? Has she been in anything? I don't think yeah. so. Yeah, uh, I've she seen has... her here and there in things. And even, um, oh man, I'm totally blanking on Carver, uh, who's with the big lunkhead dude. Um, what is his fuck? I'm blanking on their names now. This is really sad. Um, yeah, Carver was on like some MTV series. Like, I don't know if it was Teen Wolf, but you know, one of those type series that they have. Um yeah, a lot of them have. Bodhi was on The Good Wife, I believe. Um, Wait, which which one's Bodhi? Bodhi is the one, uh, unless they some smart ass pawns, the one who gets his ass. Oh, beat. okay. Was he? What was? What was he on The Good Wife? I don't know. I just oh, saw okay. him you think you, okay. randomly on it one time. Um, so I don't know if I he think, was recurring. I think D'Angelo was on. I don't know if he was recurring on either, but I think he was in a couple episodes as well of The Good Wife. Yeah, the only ones I haven't really seen are uh, D'Angelo, who's also really good. That actor is really good on this show. And uh, Avon Barksdale, I haven't seen do a lot of other shit. I haven't seen Avon Barksdale, but I'm looking at D'Angelo, and he is in something called The Deuce. Oh, he oh that's David Simon's new show on HBO about the beginning of the uh, porn industry in New oh, York. Oh, I didn't know David Simon was involved in that. Yeah, yeah, that's his show. Um, yeah, I need to watch that. Yeah, I heard middling things about it. 
I always like David Simon. So, I mean, people said middling things about Treme too, but I think it was just because they expected it to be the wire part two, like in new Orleans. And that's not what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I gotta, I gotta check that out. Yeah. I mean, the cast is just great all around. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. There's really no, even the, even the actors who seemingly are taking right off of Baltimore streets are great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Herc, that's the, that's the lunk-headed dude. Herc and Carver, they're like the team. Um, he's the dumb white dude. The big, wait, the, uh, the big guy. Big oh, the him. Looking, yeah. yeah. Not oh, real. You've that's seen him mean. And stuff? Uh, you know what he was on? Entourage. So <laughs> that would work. Yeah. Oh, he's in Boardwalk Empire as well. Okay. So he's just, he's just like, I'll do whatever HBO. Anything on HBO. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, is there anything else of import in this episode? Um, not really. I, I like the first scene as well when uh, they're having the talk with Daniels about, you know, what went down at the at the towers with the mm-hmm. blinding the kid and uh, and Valchek is there who is Presbalewski's uncle father-in-law, father-in-law. Oh, okay. Um, which is how he got Presbalewski into this because Presbalewski's a huge fuck up and <laughs> and Valchek is just such a asshole he's like so such a clueless asshole and daniels is even like snaps at him at one point it's like i didn't do this for whatever i can't remember but um yeah this is a it's so like intricately plotted but everything like leads somewhere it's it's crazy it's crazy how much happens in one episode yeah there's a lot a lot that was going on yeah um so we will continue. And I think one of the things that I like about the wire is it, it also has a sense of humor. That's the thing I know. And that's the thing I like, I think when you tell people like they think it's going to be super just dreary and a bummer, but no, it's, it's funny. Mm-hmm. It, it, that doesn't, I mean, same with the Sopranos. The Sopranos is funny as well. Um, Breaking Bad, not so much. The Shield, not so much, but yeah, it's got, a, it's just so expertly written and acted and and it's definitely uh all around i mean it's well-rounded in in that sense like it's got humor it's got pathos it's got you know action and drama yeah well so we will continue watching i want to get you at least through the first season i mean i don't think we should talk about every single episode of the series but no i don't either but (laughs) but i will do every one of the first season there's only i want to watch the whole series but i do not want to have I don't do not want to talk about the wire for yeah no I just five episodes straight. I just want to get you into it and like through the first season, so then you'll be like, oh, I got to watch more and watch it on your own. Yeah, like that's worked for other shows I've never finished, but well, we'll see. Have you watched any of the new Star Trek show? No, I have. I mean, I don't have. I'm not paying for CBS All Access. I know, I know. I've... it's on Amazon Prime, but you have to pay for it. Um, I wonder if it'll it ever be on the free part of Amazon. Probably not, because they won't be able to pay for that CBS All Access. Yeah, it's like it's such a dumb idea to me to have. Like, I get it for HBO and Showtime, but CBS? Why are you doing your own pay thing for? Yeah, CBS. Why, I guess maybe they weren't a part of who. Like, they didn't buy into Hulu and they want their own thing. Anyway, I'm dog sitting, and my friend has it, so I've been watching some of the new Star Trek, and it's good. I didn't realize that. 
the CBS All Access is like Hulu. That if there's a pay tier where you get commercials, and there's a pay tier where you don't. So I've had to suffer through commercials while I watched it, but I've <laughs> actually enjoyed it. It's not my recommendation. I was, I just, I thought you had mentioned like having a free month and watching it, but I guess not. Yeah, that's what I had heard, and then I looked into it, and then nope. Oh, they don't give out a free month. No. Oh, I see. Um, it's, it's well, it's it's well made. I mean, I did not like the choices they decided to make a show, a Star Trek based 10 years before the original series but first of all why just put it somewhere else and second of all the the lead character is spock's adopted sister again why why can't you just have brand new people but in spite of that it's a good show yeah like there are other vulcans right is she even vulcan no she's human okay yeah, I think it works better having a human because the Vulcan that, that only goes so far. Yeah, and it only did go so far. <laughs> I'm looking at someone that was a writer on on the Shield and to see what else he did, and kind of you know it's it's it, he's just kind of the same kind of thing in other. I mean, not the same kind of things, just other shows that are same trajectory not, as Sean Ryan. Just yeah, yeah, Criminal Minds. Life. Well, Life was a good show. I don't think that. Speaking of Star Trek, the guy from Life is in that. What's his name? The British guy. Did you watch Life? Oh no, that's a different show. Oh, ate the series. Life. The, uh, Life was not that bad of a show. Damien Lewis and he had been convicted of a crime he didn't commit, and he was a cop. And <laughs> this, oh, Homeland, dude. This, yeah, the synopsis makes it not sound as good as it is, but uh, he got out. He got out of prison and sued the city. And one of the settlements in the city was he was allowed to be a cop again. Yeah. But it was better than that. I, I mean, it would have to be. Um, <laughs> all right. He also so, writes for The Walking Dead. For, Recommendations. Aces, 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 I didn't hear what you said. It sounded sound like you said he writes for The Wing Gal. But... The Walking Dead. Oh. Couldn't get into it. Okay, what do you got? You got a recommendation? I think I will re- recommend the book I read recently, and I only read it because I wanted to watch a show called The Expanse. It's a science fiction series by two people. I don't know how they both wrote it. But anyway, it's a kind of a, a mixture of space opera and private eye. And it's about a... Uh, Wait, sorry. Is this a this is a book, not a TV show? It's a, it's a TV show, but it's based on a book. I okay. haven't watched this yet. And okay, I'm recommending the book. And I'm hoping to try out the TV show. And they, it's a, this far future where there's like colonies in space and on Mars and a uh, story about like this war breaks out and all kinds of crazy things happening and there's a a private eye investigating things and there's there's like these guys in spaceships that are stuff happening and their stories interconnect until they come together and it's 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 fun it's a fun it's a fun kind of page turner yeah it's always weird to me when two people are authors i don't like i would have no idea how that would work on a book but yeah i maybe i I have no idea and one of the guys is is george rr martin's former assistant or something like that so maybe that's how it got the tv deal man writers with assistants that's fucking weird (laughs) Uh, i will recommend a book as well it is called a spy in the house of loud new york songs and stories by chris stamey who uh, was in the dbs and has done solo work i think you probably uh well, I think you picked on one of our best of episodes, one of his songs, You and Me and XTC. Um, but also, like, I knew him from the DBs before that with black and white and stuff. And it's just, you know, about his... It's an autobiography, basically, but also 
a lot of like insight into songs and stuff. But it's really he's a really good writer, which is extremely rare for like music autobiographies. So, and I didn't know he like studied. I can't remember what it was, music composition or something. And so he was oh wow into like really hardcore uh, classical and shit like that. Anyway. Yeah, A Spy in the House of Loud. That's my recommendation, Asian, Asian, Asian. Um, all right. We don't have any plans for next week yet, but we'll figure something as out. As far as you guys know. As write as to us. I know as well. Yes, write to us at... at PopCultureContinuum at gmail.com. Rate us highly on iTunes. Like us on Facebook. Uh, and most importantly, tell your friends to listen. Really, just follow Nina's lead and give us advice. Yeah. We can always use advice, especially fashion. I'm speaking for Pat only, obviously. Obviously. Um, um, yeah, I guess that'll do it. Uh, we got to, uh, yeah, and also if you have, if you can think of uh, more cop shows that we can compare to The Wire, yeah, hit us up with those too. Yeah, we need about seven more of them. Oh, yeah, at least, I think we need. Oh, wait, eight. I, I, ten. Nine. 10, 13 episodes, uh, 10 more. Think, yeah. So, well, is the Rockford file streaming? Have we ever determined no, that? No, I it's can't. Not... It used to be on Netflix, and I guess someone didn't like that. <laughs> Why? That's what to... I don't get. I mean, I, did Netflix just not want to pay the minuscule amount, or did the people who own the rights to say, we want more? Well, they had to make way it. for great shows like Insatiable, Pat. I tried that. And oh, I dude, I could not make it through one episode. I read a review that was like so harsh i was like well i have to watch this like they're making it sound so bad and i couldn't even make it through the first episode it was really bad it's and it was just, did you get to the point where she went skinny it was yes oh yeah yeah so you did get that far i was i didn't know what it was and it was just it was it was last week when i was in dc and it was like before bed i was like oh let's see it kept popping up so let's see what this is like i and it's not good is what it's like Although I think it's neat that uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee is on Netflix now. It makes me watch a bunch of them that I haven't yeah. watched before. Because Crackle was such a pain to watch stuff. Yeah, I've watched them all except Jerry Lewis. I can't bear to watch. Oh, I can't Jerry wait to Lewis watch that one. I'm really looking forward to that, actually. <sighs> I've not watched them all. I did, I've did. i watched a bunch, though, just not all of them. The early season, I, I think I think it went on longer than I thought it did. I, I know I gave it as a recommendation a long time ago during one of the early seasons. And then I just kind of lost track, and I, there's a bunch I'd never seen. So, anyway. All right. Well, until next time, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.